God created you with a purpose, and that purpose is for paradise. Welcome back to the Purpose for Paradise podcast. This is episode six, the true vocation of marriage, the domestic church unveiled. Let's get into today's episode. I believe that proper understanding of Christ the bridegroom and his bride, the Catholic church, is instrumental in destroying the secularism of marriage that has infiltrated the church today. Catholic marriage defined is Christ and his bride, the Catholic church, mirrored on earth by a man and his wife. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and delivered himself up for her. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. I read this book called Three to Get Married by Venerable Fulton Sheen. And Fulton Sheen has some excellent quotes. I mean, he's just, he's so good. I read some of his stuff and I'm like, yes, he gets it. Here's a quote from him. Through Jesus, marriage is elevated to something more profound, divine, and mysterious. At the end of Ephesians 5, Paul confirms this. This, speaking of marital love, is a great mystery, but I speak in reference to Christ and the church. This, quote, great mystery of marital love is something sacramental. Marriage is the reflection of the love of Christ and his bride, the church. That's Venerable Fulton Sheen on sacramental marriage. Here's Venerable Fulton Sheen again. Earthly marriage, when lived properly, is the foreshadowing of the divine marriage between God and the soul, a prelude to the wedding feast of the Lamb. The sacramental marriage leads and points to heaven. Great are the joys in marriage, as there is a lifting of progressive veils until one is brought into the blazing lights of the presence of God. That's Venerable Fulton Sheen from the book Three to Get Married. I recommend reading the book Three to Get Married by Venerable Fulton Sheen. Excellent book on marriage. So I believe what's been lost amongst Catholics today is the vocational aspect of marriage. It's common to view the vocation to the religious life, such as being a priest, being a nun as holy, but to view marriage as, quote, the default, right? Everybody gets married. This is largely because secular people get married and secular people do not become nuns or priests as one should be and has to be a faithful religious to make these vows. Due to this notion, the Catholic vocational aspect of marriage has been widely disregarded, and I'll give you a few examples. So for instance, a woman with the vocation of being a nun might say, I'm called to be a bride of Christ and renounce the pleasures of the world for the sake of advancing the kingdom of God. A woman with the vocation of marriage should say, I am called to help build the domestic church and be a living reflection of the sacredness and beauty of the relationship between Christ and his bride, the church. Instead, however, we hear women with the vocation of marriage say something along the lines of, my vocation is marriage, I want a husband and children, I want a family, and the thought kind of ends there. So we're seeing the secularization of marriage infiltrating into the church. So the vocational aspect of marriage has been widely lost and disregarded. And a large reason of this is because people don't properly understand the marriage between Christ and his bride, the church. Modern secularization of marriage has blurred in most the vocational call of marriage to build the domestic church and be a living reflection of Christ and his bride, the Catholic church. Modern women are at large deceived by feminism, and this deception has weakened she who is supposed to be a reflection of the bride of Christ. The vocational aspect of marriage has been watered down, and the notion of the domestic 
Catholic Church to most lukewarm Catholics has been made invisible. I believe that the lack of relationship and understanding of Christ the Bridegroom among both women and men is an important reason for the lack of spiritual understanding of marriage. Women and men must make the jump from simply desiring marriage to understanding marriage. Prayer should change from, Jesus, please send me a husband, to, Jesus, please send me the man you wish to be an earthly reflection of you to me. For men, prayer should change from, Jesus, I want a good wife, to, Jesus, please send me the woman you want me to be a reflection of you to. Proper understanding of Christ the Bridegroom and his bride, the Catholic Church, is instrumental in destroying the secularism of marriage that has infiltrated the church today. So this lack of comprehension of Christ the Bridegroom and his bride, the church, can be seen simply by observing modern women's disdain for Ephesians, the whole submit yourself to your husband part. They always seem to forget the as you do unto the Lord. Modern women cannot comprehend the thought of submitting to their husbands because they first do not submit unto the Lord. If you don't submit to God who created you, why would you submit to a mortal man? One who doesn't know the beauty of surrendering to the Lord will seldom find beauty in anything. The loveliness and the beauty of marriage for a woman is that the husband stands in for Christ. A truly beautiful marriage is one where you can see your relationship with Jesus come alive in the flesh. St. Anthony of Padua has a beautiful prayer inspired by the Holy Spirit for those desiring marriage called, Be Satisfied With Me. And the last few lines of this prayer read, And dear one, I want you to have this most wonderful love. I want you to see in the flesh a picture of your relationship with me and to enjoy materially and concretely this union of beauty. This quote, union of beauty, is what God intends for Catholics who are called to marriage. God does not call us to mediocrity, to lukewarmness, to secularism, but to sainthood. The higher union you have with God, the more perfect is your love. Your love becomes perfected the closer union you have with the Lord. So if a husband and wife reach very high levels of prayer, the ninth level of prayer, which is mystical marriage with God, they can both love each other with the love of God that's been instilled in them and thus find themselves living a sort of heaven on earth. This concept to most is foreign because instead of striving to reach the heights of union with God, the comfort of lukewarmness keeps people at a neutral state, not receiving the fire of zeal given to those striving for sainthood. Staying stagnant at level one, two, three of prayer when God is beckoning you to level nine and to ascend higher harms every aspect of your life. Lukewarmness has no place in the vocation of marriage. I think a lot of people are living complacent and living the secularization of marriage that has infiltrated the church and that's not what God is calling us to. Earthly marriage is supposed to be a reflection of the marriage between Christ and his bride, the church. Christ and his bride are holy. So if earthly marriage is supposed to be a reflection of Christ and his bride, the church, that means marriage is supposed to be holy, thus the home is supposed to be holy, and that's where the domestic church comes in. In being an earthly reflection of Christ and his bride, the church, that means the home, which comes from a man and a woman creating a home together, is supposed to be the domestic church, the church at home, a reflection of Christ and his bride. Man provides the house, woman makes it a home, home makes the nation, it's all supposed to be holy. You know, the Blessed Virgin Mary, she was a housewife. She was a wife and a mother. Her and Joseph lived this life of the domestic church. And we can look to the holy spouses of Joseph and Mary to understand what marriage is supposed to be, the holiness that's there. And we can look to the Blessed Mother for finding holiness in ordinary moments, finding God amongst doing chores and doing dishes and folding laundry. And it's those little ordinary mundane moments. But when they're offered up to the Lord, they become holy. And it's about making every moment a holy moment, which thus makes your home 
holy and it transforms the ordinary into the extraordinary and into divinity because you're bringing everything to God. You're offering everything to God. You're truly making your home a domestic church and living a life that reflects the Blessed Virgin Mary and looking up to her as a role model. She was a simple mother and a simple housewife, but yet she was the mother of God. And here she was doing the humble task of doing dishes, sweeping the floor, and yet she's the queen of heaven and earth. There is this really beautiful prayer that I found on the internet. It's called Our Lady of the Kitchen, and it has this beautiful image of the Blessed Mother. She's holding bread, and she's in the kitchen, and it says, Blessed be the days, the years you spent upon the earth, engaged in little household chores that seemed of no great worth. Many were the meals you cooked and placed before the two, the growing lad, our Lord, the growing lad, our Jesus Lord, and kind Joseph too. Mending, sweeping, marketing, the pots and pans so clean. No kitchen task beneath your love, although you were a queen. Come teach me, Mother Mary, in your sweet and gentle way, to sanctify my duty and the labor of the day. Oh, the treasure bring you, God's peace and love divine, to dwell in every heart and room of this little home of mine. And this is a prayer called Our Lady of the Kitchen, and it's very, very beautiful. From Monastery of the Visitation in Richmond, Virginia. What a beautiful prayer. This is the essence of the domestic church. In understanding that marriage, a husband and wife, a man is supposed to be an earthly reflection of Christ, a woman an earthly reflection of the bride of Christ, which is the church. And in knowing and understanding that, how... That transforms your life, but also transforms your marriage and transforms your idea of marriage and what you're looking for because God is supposed to be the center and from God flows all things. So marriage can only be understood in light of Christ and his bride, the church. Christ instituted marriage as a sacrament. He elevated marriage to a sacrament. In order to properly understand marriage, first you have to understand how Christ loves the church. And you have to understand how the church receives Christ and reflects him. In having a personal relationship with Christ, the bridegroom, with Jesus, you then understand that marriage is the man that Jesus would like to give you to stand in for him on earth to you. God gave Joseph to Mary to be her protector, her provider on earth. So for those called to the vocation of marriage, it's important to think in terms of the holiness that's there of what actually marriage is. And it's very hard because we live in such a sinful society. It's almost people kind of roll their eyes at the concept of this man is supposed to be Jesus to me because a lot of women aren't finding virtuous men and women aren't reflecting the bride of Christ like they're supposed to. All of this is rooted in sin. The infiltration of the secularization of marriage in the church is rooted in sin because if we are all striving to be virtuous and holy people, it's not going to be so foreign and it's not going to be a concept that makes people roll their eyes in saying that, yes, this man is supposed to be a reflection of Christ to me. And he takes that seriously and he does reflect Christ to me. And yes, this woman is supposed to be a reflection of the bride of Christ and she truly does resemble the life-giving, nourishing beauty of the church and as a mother and as a wife. And so we are all supposed to be striving for sainthood. It's not just for priests and nuns, but to those called to the vocation of marriage as well. You're supposed to be striving for sainthood. The holiness that you possess yourself will carry over into your marriage. We need to rise from this state of lukewarmness. People are getting comfortable in lukewarmness and never ascending the levels of prayer, the mystical ascent. Our religion, Catholicism, is highly mystical. The bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ. That's mystical. That's supernatural. Our whole faith is very supernatural. And we are called to live supernatural spiritual lives a lot of people get comfortable in complacency of lukewarmness, of never ascending, kind of staying at this, yes, I go to church, yes, I say the rosary, I'll read the Bible occasionally, yes, that's good, yes, you're 
obligated to go to mass on Sundays. Yes, you should be praying the rosary, but you need to have a personal and intimate relationship with the Lord. And you need to strive to ascend the levels of prayer. I recommend reading Interior Castle by St. Teresa of Avila, which outlines the various mansions that she says can be found within the soul because within the soul contains the kingdom of God. And Christ says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And so within the soul of the human person, there are, quote, many mansions, many rooms that resemble the kingdom of heaven. And you can find God and God is supposed to be enthroned in your center, in the center of your heart, the center of your being. So why don't people know this? Why don't more Catholics know this? I think there's such a big mystical lacking within the church. If you look at the apostles, they all had extreme graces and favors just from being close to Jesus. And just from knowing him and following him, they were so touched and transformed that they were able to speak in tongues. They were able to heal people. They were able to raise the dead. They were able to cast out demons. God had given them these gifts because they were followers of him. So if we are followers of Jesus Christ, why are we not where we should be? There's such a lack there in the church. The church is sick. And what is marriage? We're talking about marriage. In sickness and in health, Christ loves his church in sickness and in health, but he doesn't want her to stay sick. He wants to heal her and make her whole. So it's about understanding that Christ has come to do what? To heal, to restore, to make new, to conquer death, sin, and to bring wholeness, restoration, and glory into the world and have a kingdom of everlasting glory and completion. So Christ came to heal. And so if we just tap into the healing that's made available to us, the wholeness, the restoration that we can have and we truly strive for it, we can be made anew. And the Bible says that in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to be born again. You have to be reborn in the spirit to enter the kingdom. A rebirth. We have to shed our fallen selves, our sinful selves, run after that which is our highest good. And we have to chase after that which God wants for us, which is glory, which is beauty, which is resurrection. We can't stay in this complacent, lukewarm place because Christ says in the Bible, because you're neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Meaning you're not going to make it if you're anything less than being completely on fire for the Lord. So our lives have to be filled with zeal for the kingdom. We have to be on fire for the Lord. And anything less than fire is not going to cut it. There's two kinds of fires. There's the everlasting fires of hell. And there's the blazing fires of the sacred heart of Jesus. The passionate, beautiful fires of heaven. That zeal for the kingdom. The fire of the Holy Spirit. And we need to chase after that. Because there's only two directions we're going in. And we have to walk in the way of the resurrection. And we have to strive to go there. And in becoming a holy person and in striving for sanctity and sainthood and striving to become transformed yourself, that transforms your marriage. If you have two people on fire for the Lord, think of what that can do for the kingdom. So why do you think the devil has tried to water down the vocational aspect of marriage, water down the sanctity of, of marriage and just what Christ is asking here. That's a big deal. Two people called to be a reflection of Christ and his church. That's a really big deal. And I think people need to start taking it seriously and start thinking about how important the vocational aspect and how important the call to build the domestic church actually is and to be a witness to that. So I encourage you, if you believe your vocation is marriage or you are married, I encourage you to strive for sanctity so you need to strive for sanctity strive for glory strive for greatness and that's what we should all be doing we should 
this is a new year and we should all find a way, find ways in which we can become the best version of ourselves and become who God created us to be. And so two people who truly desire sainthood and desire transformation and are ascending the levels of prayer and getting closer to the Lord and understand what marriage actually is are two people who can set the world on fire. And that's why there's such an attack on marriage today, such secularization, such misunderstanding. So I encourage you to understand and read about and ask the Lord to reveal to you in prayer his marriage with the church. Just sit in adoration or in your personal prayer time and ask Jesus to reveal to you information and enlightenment and light and wisdom about the marriage between Christ the bridegroom and his bride the Catholic Church. Say, Lord, reveal to me wisdom here. I'm curious about this. I want to know more. Reveal to me how you love the church and how to implement that into my own marriage if I'm married or if I feel like I'm called to marriage, how to implement that. So you have to go from desiring marriage to understanding marriage. And those are two different things because, yes, a lot of people desire marriage. It's the natural human inclination, but you have to understand marriage. Why? What is marriage? It's a reflection of Christ and his bride, the church, and Jesus elevated marriage to a sacrament. So this was episode six of the Purpose for Paradise podcast, the true vocation of marriage, the domestic church unveiled. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. May God bless you and I will talk to you in the next episode. If you've been blessed by this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise, I kindly ask if you would consider donating to support me. Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Elena Sapphire where you can leave a one-time donation, kind of like a tip jar, or you can become a member to unlock exclusive content. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise. I'm your host, Elena Sapphire. May God bless you and may the mother of God be with you always. Mm-hmm.